build on that Six Nations win in Italy and hear about the under-20s and Wales women in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Six Nations is about to start immediately after the men's, while the 20s too are in action in France over the weekend. So we start with the senior men's team, victorious in Rome and looking to build on that in Paris. Coach Warren Gatland has again made plenty of changes at a training camp in Nice in the south of France, including a well-deserved 100th cap for Toulouse Falatau. So, what's behind the changes? I think it's just to get some fresh legs, the happy with uh, Joe and, and Mason and they've been a bit banged up in terms of the games they're playing and just with France a little bit more experience as well. Was there anything in that I guess there's less to be gained from exporting them against an informed French side at this stage of their career? You know the negatives could outweigh the positives? That wasn't the thinking behind that in, t- in terms of like I said they would have learned a lot from last week's experience and you know they're building the combination and I said it was for us, we had some, some sore bodies in that um, after last weekend. And like I said, it was about giving some players an opportunity, bring some experience back and, uh, and freshening up some of the guys in the squad. Reese Downlift at full back his, his third start in that position. Uh, what would you like to see from him then? I'm guessing half pennies for the fit given he's taken a place on the bench. Yeah, just uh, getting some of our... Players obviously with some speed in that. Um, we want to see how he goes. It's something in terms of there's not a lot of depth in, in Wales in terms of that position and, and guys. So, you know, he gets a chance there. Expect a lot of kicking from France on Saturday. I mean, they kicked the ball 42 times last week and, and even they, they won by 50 points. And he's got a good boot on him and things. So we know we're going to be in a little bit of a kick battle. And then but there will be opportunities for us to shift the ball and hopefully use his space to do that and give Rio and um, Josh Adams an opportunity to get their hands on the ball and, and hopefully make some space and create something. Up front, Jack Morgan, just elaborate on his injury. Is is that the only injury concern you've got in camp? He's just uh, rolled his ankle or someone fell on us on, on Tuesday and so it was a great opportunity for Aaron Wainwright who's been had a chance in this camp. We've been impressed with the way that he's trained. He's still a young man and I've seen him that he's matured well. He's look, he's, he's got some size about him. He's dynamic and explosive. Probably his biggest work on this just just making sure he stays engaged and, and switched on for the whole eighty minutes um, because you know what he can do with the ball in hand. And so it's just those moments that say there's a kick battle. You know your job to get back and, and work hard and stay in that moment is the work on for him. But he's we've been pleased with the way that he's been going in this campaign. Talked a lot about the need to go big physical six. That was something you identified right when you came in. Is Christians is still part of that conversation? What was the reason behind him not being here? The reasoning behind him not being here was that we didn't pick him for the Italy game, so he stayed stayed behind. He wasn't part of the twenty-three, and then we felt that we weren't going to probably involve him potentially this week. Selection wasn't until Monday, so we would have flown him out on Sunday. And then he would have had to fly back to Exeter on the Tuesday if he wasn't involved. He's got quite a lot of things going on at the moment with um, exams coming up and bits and pieces and dissertation and stuff. So he's still a young man and just making sure that he had the opportunity to get those things right. Been pleased with him in terms of the way he's working. 
by his own admission, he wasn't happy with the last couple of games that he's played and been a bit disappointed, but telling me he's definitely one for the future. Have you ever coached against Sean Edwards before? As someone you know very well, what was that experience with him? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be pretty pumped up this weekend and obviously it was a fantastic performance from them last week against England. They'd be disappointed with the loss in Dublin, but um, yeah, they've kind of probably been a little bit mixed. You know, they were probably a little bit lucky to get out of the game against Italy in a game they potentially could have lost, but then you've know, had a couple of good performances in the game against uh, game against Scotland. A little fortunate with uh, two red cards. You know, they could have been you know, potentially in a bit of trouble with Scotland and had a red card as well, but. Uh, definitely last week's performance was outstanding. Are you viewing this as a last chance to impress for some players? No, it's not a last chance. I, if I look at the squad, there's going through, this is up to eight players in there who were potentially or probably playing their last Six Nations game. And we've got to think about building for the World Cup this year, but also thinking about 2027. And you need to bring in some players and you need to younger players in, in the squad and give them that time to develop. Because the ideal scenario is you want to get to World Cup with sort of a, a squad in sort of mid to late 20s or had 40 or 50 caps and that's that sort of number. So that's some of the thinking behind the selection for guys who have been great servants for, for Welsh rugby but probably be involved in the last Six Nations game. So it's about message to them is about you know enjoy the occasion, enjoy the moment. And the experience, and because for a lot of them, it's the last time they're going to do that. At the university, not to ask about two, back in June 2011, you gave him his first cap. You foresee him reaching this milestone? Oh, it's, a, it's an unbelievable achievement for what he's done in the game. He's been an incredible servant to Wales, uh, and still as quiet as ever, and doesn't say a lot. And uh, I can remember the early days when he came out of the Dragons, never missed a training session, was available every week. If you look at his record, you know, how many times he started and played uh, early on in his career, uh, that was incredibly impressive. You know, he was unlucky when he went to Bath and the amount of injuries that he did pick up there. He's been brilliant with the Lions as well. And yeah, just great uh, accolade for him and his, and his family. And they're going to be there on Saturday. And, you know, it's something we need to celebrate and, and he needs to enjoy it. And, and hopefully, players go out there and perform and make it special for him. Let's hope so too. On the wing is Rio Dyer, continuing quite a first season of international rugby and a try scorer in Rome, of course. So playing France in Paris is another big step forward. The French fans themselves are a special crowd to play against, no matter what kind of French team you're going to play, that it's going to be an experience. So I think I'm excited to go out there and enjoy the atmosphere. It's a pretty good French side who played last weekend. What are their strengths? Obviously, they're a good French side, they've got big forwards. Obviously, as you saw last week against England, and also they got good backs. So I think it's they got a good nation between their nine and ten, and they got a good kind of structure to the way they play. So it's more try not to let them play too much and get the crowd behind them because then they'll start going on the front foot. Then Penhouse is an impressive winger. Somebody you come up against on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's an impressive winger. You got to respect uh, wingers. I respect all the wingers I play against. I think everyone wearing the Six Nations is a they're there for a reason. Yeah, it should be a good challenge and I'm looking forward to it. Back three, Lewis Jusam and Josh Adams as well. Plenty of pace there. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, I think it will, that was a combination we've done in the autumns as well. So I think it's a nice uh, mix-up of attack and rugby and I think with some space, if we get it on the weekend, that we'll be able to exploit it. Last few months, Wales debut and coming here, it's just gone really well for you, isn't it? 
yeah, I've, I've just been enjoying my rugby, really. I think that's the main thing um, about those few months at club rugby and here. It's just enjoying what you do and then everything just goes and falls into place. So I think that's the main thing I've just taken day by day is just enjoying what I do. How much have you learned in this game? You played against the All Blacks on the debut, played against top teams. France is going to be another one. What are some of the things that you've learned? I think personally, um, you've still got a lot to learn. You can see some of the players you're coming against probably have 50 plus caps and you can realise the difference between that and someone who's obviously just started in the mix and how you can be exposed at little tiny things that you probably wouldn't at a certain, uh, another level. So I think that's the main thing I've personally taken is that you can't really switch off at all. And if you give that 10% less, that obviously you're going to get punished for it. So I think that's the main thing I've taken from it. Do you feel that you've made strides in the game that short time since the ultimate in this campaign as well? Yeah, I think obviously I've still got a lot to learn. I don't mind mistakes are going to be made, but it's, it's about what you do after making them mistakes. So I, I'll look throughout the week and try and work on it. I'll go to the coaches and I'm here to try and push my game as far as I can go. And I think if the mistakes happen, then it's on me and my responsibility to then try and put it right. So the rugby I love is running rugby, obviously, being a winger. So I think that kind of counter-attacking kind of rugby probably favours what I like to do. Going forward into the World Cup, if we can get that, nailed on, I think we can cause some uh, real damage. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. The Wales under-20s are also in action this weekend. Another close defeat in Italy means they're still looking for the first win of the campaign and France won't be any easier. Forwards coach Mark Breeze reflected on a powerful forward performance which took Italy to that victory. We knew coming into a building up watching the games and stuff that you know they had a, an excellent scrum. They put every other team under pressure and fairness to them, so they got a good setup around that. So for us, it was just really focusing on us, being aware of what the threats are. And for me, it was a, it was a big learning, learning opportunity for some of the boys. Well. They've probably never played against a pack like that or that front row, and so there's a lot of learning to come out of that, really. But in fairness, they worked really hard in that. They stayed in the battle, that's what I was proud of. They stayed in there, they stayed in the fight. And sometimes when you, know, you come against a big pack like that, it is hard to manage. So, But for us, just moving forward now, just learning opportunities for us to go. Boys are really critical of themselves, as you would, the youngsters. And But for us, it's just like, OK, this is what, you know, and it's only slight... Slight little adjustments, what we can do a bit better. That's come from them and obviously supporting them around that. So it's just lucky it's a short turn run and going back into it. You know, it's going to be another big challenge out there. France typical, you know, they're a big, big pack as well, set piece pack. So yeah, it's just an opportunity for them just to take the learnings from that and move forward and put it into France on the weekend. Not going to get easier for them, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, what do you change? Can, is there anything you can change? No, it's just a bit of awareness for the players. Really, some of the individual stuff where they've never probably playing against um, a big front row like that. So, it's just adapting a little bit around footwork and stuff like that, bring their feet a bit closer. So, when they do win the set, is because we won the set quite well. It's just the after bit we just couldn't manage the weight. And we went down a couple of times, so it was just a little bit of feet adjustment around that. A couple of little movements around our setup around the front row we've adjusted as well. So, like I said, not we weren't all totally wrong, but just making slight adjustments so the players are aware if they feel that again, this is what we can go into. Really. 
some of the pack obviously it's their last year but some of them are, are a year young yeah. aren't they so how much will they take out of these experiences oh, with next year to come oh it's amazing you know looking at the pack it's you know, a couple of them are leaving they'll be finishing obviously moving on with their age there's a lot of them staying back next year so we are quite a young pack you normally get that with the 20s age groups you either have an older back line a young pack or old pack with a young back line so we'll probably move down a lot of boys gain a lot from this experience like for instance, if you look at Dylan, the loose head, and Scarfy, the hooker, they converted back rows from under 18s. So, them coming into this now, and I told them, you speak to any front rower, sometimes you've got to come up against her, and that's why you probably learn most. So, yeah, just great opportunity to see what the boys can do on the weekend. Like I said, their efforts and stuff, since I've been involved in this campaign and stuff, it's been excellent, and the ethic to work hard and stuff like that. It's been second to none, really. So hopefully now we'll take that in, and it's going to be involved experience going into the World Cup, and you know within six months coming into the next campaign, twelve months they'd be better players for it. Because what is the mood like? Because obviously every game defeated, three bonus points, which yeah. shows how close those matches have yeah. been. Yeah. How do you pick them up? How do you get them ready for this last game? Yeah, just tell them facts really, because we come into games 60, 65 minutes, we're either in the lead or within two or three points. So we are there, we are competitive and stuff, it's just something's happened within the game and we just haven't been able to finish off really and fans of Byron, he's really supportive of the players and the culture and environment he's created. It's like he mentioned yesterday, we're so proud of what we've done so far. You know, it is about results, it's nice to win and stuff, but this is how close we are and what we're trying to develop is them just keep working hard, our work ethic and it will come, it will come and it's just... You know, next job and really move on to the next part so yeah is there anything you try and learn on a wider basis in terms of the preparation of the players coming into into camp beforehand the level of rugby they're playing outside of 20s because it's been a while since there's been success at 20s level isn't it yeah and to answer i would probably wouldn't know because i've only come into the program at the start of the thing so i wouldn't know so much of the process but i know byron and the coaches have done a bit of um more of a look and they looked at more premiership and championship games and the Bucks League so that Bayern went to every game or all the coaches seen every game so the idea around that was probably spot on in fairness they'd done a lot of work beforehand coming in ID in these players I came in 10 days before Ireland so but be interesting moving forward and how that looks really so and obviously it's an exciting summer to look forward to so yeah. you need to pick them up you need to make them almost forget yeah. the bad bits of this Six Nations yeah. campaign focus on the good bits and think right we can do better in the summer yeah, definitely. I think when you, you play against it, something doesn't go quite as you planned or something against it, it's a learning opportunity. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not good or bad. It's, you learn those opportunities and you know as long as you're not making those same mistakes and stuff like that moving forward, that's development, that's learning. So yeah, I think as the group, I've seen the group from the set piece, we have, we have gone stronger. We might not see it as a thing, but some of the principles and stuff we've um, evolved throughout the process that has developed really well and the boys as as our roles as coaches and to identify what what we can get better at but also celebrate some stuff actually we're doing this really well like our driving mall was really good on the weekend we put them under pressure and, you know we scored a try off the mall and stuff like that so that's a big benefit for us as well and they've scored like six driving line outs they didn't score any against us on the weekend so there's a lot of instances where they are showing improvement going through so like you said and hopefully you know, we'll tie our off and hopefully you know, the boys again I know they work hard on Sunday and see where they are and again learn opportunity pick those charts up 
get around them, support them as much as you can because that's who you are as a coach. That's why you always want them as a player. It's making sure they don't feel isolated by themselves, making sure you're there around us. It's okay. We roll seas up, we go again to the next mark. And um, yeah, hopefully then that'll lead on to the World Cup, that really. And it is about development as well. It is about creating stars of the future. Who are the guys in, in that pack in particular, obviously, that you think, tell you what we're going to see them following Christians, uh, David Jenkins, all, yeah. all those players? Yeah, Ryan Woodman. He's, uh, he's been excellent. He's still got another year in the 20s. He's been excellent on the line out, the way he's, his leadership skills have developed throughout the season as well. He's um, He's been great worker, so he's probably got an eye on the future as well. Uh, Lucas, the back row started. He was excellent. He came on against England and on the weekend. He was, he was excellent. His stats are through the roof. His ball count, defenders beaten, work written defence. He's got another year as well. The hooker, Sam Scarf. Been excellent. His um, his lineout game has definitely improved. Very much more consistent as well with his throw in and as you can see another converted back rower. His play around the pitch, his park, his defensive attitude, his jackal and stuff there. Uh, as you've seen, he's had a lot of plaudits around that really. So um, yeah, he's going well as well. Dragons wing Ollie Andrews back in the starting lineup. A chance to find out a bit more about him and how he's finding things in camp because there's certainly plenty of competition for the wing positions. Very much so. It's always good to have competition within position because it means training. You're always training for a position. Last year, being involved, it's always helped with my experience. Same with Harry. But having Clean come in, especially, he's pushed us both. And fortunately, I get to start this weekend again. And slightly different styles as well. Very much so. I'd say like it's nice to have diversity in the back three because for me, I can add a different, based on my position or whatever, I can add a different aspect to the game. So what's the mood in camp? Because obviously quite a lot of defeats, quite a lot of promising moments, quite a lot of uh, good things to take out of it, but overall the results haven't been working out. I think each game we've been there and that is obviously annoying for us, but Byron's uh, in meeting yesterday just expressed to us that results aren't just based off winning. We don't give up. We're always in the fight. We're always there. And honestly, the mood is quite positive. We're going into this last game trying to win. And everyone, one of the games, it sort of seems to be give the backs enough ball and you'll do it. Is that the sort of feeling within it? Because you look at the Italy game in particular, I mean, that was all about forward power on their part, wasn't it? Obviously, we've got a bit more experience in the backs, which obviously helps, but forwards win you with the game, backs decide by how much. So obviously as a back, I'd like the ball as much as I can, but it's equal really. Let's go back to the beginning. For people who don't know a lot about you, just describe your background, how you came to be where you are now. Played rugby for the best part of, well, since I was four or five. Grew up, did athletics, did football, did swimming, did tennis, pretty much everything, then finally settled on rugby through the Newport schools, under-11s and 15s, then got picked up for Dragons under-16s, joined the academy when I was 17, started playing for the under-18s, came up through then. Throughout my career, I've played 10, 12, now satellite wing. And yeah, just it's been a great experience being part of the 20s last year, this year, and playing most of my rugby for Newport. So yeah. It's been good. Who got you into it at such a young age, four or five? Who have been the major influences and who are the people you look up to? My brother. Always enjoyed going to his trainings. Always tried to join in, but wasn't allowed for most of the part of it. 
But main people I've looked up to, Shane Williams, had a big impact when I was younger. Always just fascinating with him playing. Surprisingly, Luke Charteris. Well, um, you have to explain that one. Um, I was four or five, went to my, one of my first Dragons games. We were allowed on the pitch and Luke Charteris came over to me. And obviously, he bent down quite a bit to talk to me, blood dripping down from his face. But no, he's ever since that moment, I always I'd watch for him in the games, weirdly. Let's look at the positives. A couple of tries against England. What was that like as an experience? Oh, it's unreal, really. Scoring is what a winger has to do, so being able to do that is almost seems like job done. But obviously, the overall job is the result. So for me, it was a good day, but it would have been even better if we came away with the win. And a great atmosphere up in Colwyn Bay. What was that like? Oh, it was unreal, especially um, when some of the boys came on from RGC. The crowd was surreal, really, and the general support is almost like our 16th man on the pitch. Where do you see you yourself having come through with summer still to come, but in terms of then needing to establish yourself with the Dragons, try and push through to the next stage? I feel like I can get there. Newport has allowed me a platform to show what I can do and obviously hopefully maybe get a pre-season friendly for Dragons and then work my way to my actual debut. Then. How important that Newport? Because playing that level of rugby is, uh, is a key element of it and Newport are a side who like to use the wings, aren't they? Oh, very much so. I've always enjoyed playing for Newport because of the, the amount of touches I get on the ball and the support they give me for that. France is going to be a tricky one this uh, this weekend, isn't it? What are you expecting? Definitely. I feel like because we've been in every game, we're going there to win. Being there in every game, so we, we do have the uh, ability is just string that together for a full 80 now. Now, after this Six Nations campaign finishes, the women's Six Nations will begin. One player who may be back in contention next week is second row Gwen Crabb. Just coming up to three months post-injury at the minute. Broke my ankle back in December. Rehab's gone really well. Couldn't have asked for it to go any better. And, yeah, just excited to hopefully get back on the pitch very soon. When do you think that might be? Fingers crossed I'll be up for selection for the Island game. So I've been working really hard with physios and SNCs to try and sort of push push for that return to play date uh, for, the, for the Island game. And it's something that's been really positive to have that as a target because as soon as I got injured, my first thought was, oh no, the Six Nations is around the corner. So yeah, it'll be really exciting if that goes ahead as planned. And an injury like that is incredibly different in a professional environment compared to how it was before. How have you found it? Yeah, Honestly, it's been unbelievably different and even one week post-op, I was back in the gym, you know, having a strength and conditioning plan that's built around that. Even to the point where I was in a cast one week post-op and having certain like leg sessions that I could do to maintain my muscle mass and having that support four days a week. We've been in rehabbing in the gym, doing skills. All of that has allowed me to now be in the position where I can be back running and be back joining and training. And realistically, if, if I didn't have that and I was still working a job and I was only rehabbing two evenings a week, for example, this injury is an injury that maybe would take four or five months to come back from as opposed to three. So, yeah, I've been very grateful for that opportunity. Yes, and the difference is we can expect to see you during the Six Nations and before we almost certainly wouldn't. So it is a significant change. Yeah, definitely. Like like I said, it could have taken 
few more months to come back from. And, and originally, when I was just a few days post-surgery, I was still in hospital. And the original outlook was that I was in a cast for six weeks and then I was in a boot for six weeks. And that would have taken me to three months, which is where we are now. And it's crazy to see the progress I've actually made in those 12 weeks because I've got physio support that will go and challenge the opinions of, like, sending me to, to consultants. OK, do we actually need to be in a cast for six weeks? No, perfect, let's get out of the cast, let's get her in a boot earlier. That's what's allowed me to progress on so quickly, so I'm very grateful for that. So yourself and Natalia both injured. Seems there's not a lot of line-out practice going on at the moment, is there? <laughs> well, actually, I um, started reintroducing line-outs, so luckily <laughs> and Tal got injured about two weeks ago so there was about a week where and obviously Alicia being out as well <laughs> line outs were a bit thin on the ground with line out jumpers but yeah I've been back in, involved in that so that's been great as well On the back of the Women's World Cup how much of a difference have you found it generally because I think it surprised a lot of people not you I'm sure but more people watching it more people were interested in it more people enjoyed it maybe than have ever enjoyed women's rugby before yeah, for sure. And coming back into the Prem, a lot of people actually, like, just in my day-to-day life, I'd speak to people and they knew who, like, Gloucester Hartbury were, they knew who Saracens were, they knew who Wales women were, like, and they were talking about the World Cup. Like, it's a bit um, surreal because when you take yourself out of it, like, you, I, like, I expect that to happen because it's growing, but also I'm involved in it. So it's like, it is, you know, you're in the bubble. But actually people outside of your bubble recognising women's sport as a whole, uh, and more specifically women's rugby, has been really great. And, and I hope that that's something that progresses on to the to Six Nations because I think there's going to be some great games of rugby because that's what it is, it's just rugby. So if you're a rugby fan, then it's another game to watch. So. Mm-hmm. And the second year that the Women's Six Nations has been held on its own, getting all the publicity, the full spotlight for that, period of time how much of a difference was that to you last year and do you expect it to be bigger again this time around yeah I think it was great last year just you know as the men's six nations and the 26 nations finishes ours start so it's people are have got that want to watch more international rugby because they've been watching it for the last few weeks and then for them to have the opportunity to watch us then and like you're saying coming back uh, off the back of the world cup there's a real buzz around it to have so many tickets sold out in Eden Park in the World Cup and then to have that game with England and France at the end of the Six Nations at Twickenham. I think that's really bringing that buzz through and hopefully we get some big crowds. You know, we've got England at home. That's going to be huge for us. Hopefully it will be a sellout crowd for us for a standalone women's game. We can sell the place out and it'll be awesome. So, so the excitement levels seemed pretty big yeah. last year. First, <laughs> first year of professionalism seemed like a big thing, but actually it's ratcheting up at quite an exponential rate. Yeah, over the last year, as a squad, we've worked very, very hard. And I think considering last Six Nations, we'd only had 12 professional contracts for two months and, and a few part-time contracts. Whereas if you look at the progress we've made going to a World Cup together, you know, moving through like pre-season, we've been through all through that together. Now we've got a year since the first contracts have been given out. We've worked hard, very hard, and that hopefully will pay off during the Six Nations because we achieved some big things last Six Nations just based off of the buzz that we, you know, the investment and everything and the buzz around the squad, whereas now we've actually got the hard work in the bank. So hopefully that will, you know, shine through in our performances. So fingers crossed for her continued recovery. Much more on the women next week, of course. But until then, from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye.